Here we are, Man to Man podcast. We're recording again, so a different view. Yeah, a little different. We, uh, you selling, you're selling your house. So yes, yeah, yeah. the studio, a.k.a. your basement, it's is getting, going away. Getting packed up. Yeah. yeah. So we've packed everything up, so we're just alone. We could take it on the road. I mean, we're starting to get better at being able to pack this stuff up and take it around. I'm hoping that we can make it even easier. We'll be able to, I'm starting to work on some technology and things that we'll be able to take a camera and a microphone and record wherever we want. So I'm um, working on all that and uh, hopefully that works for us. as we. I just think, there. you know, I think every other week or something, you and I should just travel to some city or some state and, you know, cool. do one there. And then a couple weeks later, just go to another state and do one there. It'd be kind of fun, man. Yeah. Costs a lot of money, but that's okay. Right. I don't know if we have a budget for that. So there's a giving button on the website. Yeah, right. You want us to travel around. If that's something that you want us to do, hit yeah. that. We'll get on that. Yeah. So Mike Mikowski, Dennis Lemire. Um, again, it's been a while since we've been together. So uh, let's get started and dive in. You had some things that you you've been talking to some guys and some. I think it's always interesting when. It's always interesting when when you start to have conversations with people and a theme yeah. starts to develop. Like it, it's almost like God's trying to draw your attention to something, right? And and so whenever I see that, it, it's funny because the first time you're like, "Oh, it was an interesting conversation." Then it happens again, and you go, oh, "What's going on here?" And then you start to see it everywhere. And I almost think like you start to pull on like the thread right. of a sweater, right? And you pull on a little thread and you're like, oh, I got to get rid of this. And next thing you're like, oh, crap. Yeah, I've got a hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got a hole. So anyway, so you've been tugging on some threads lately. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, telling me about them. Yeah, well. yeah. It's been, it's been interesting. I've had a conversation with a couple guys and then a, a friend of mine was having uh, had a text from a guy. And basically the theme, like you're talking about, is this, this sense of, you know, one guy was just having difficulty at his job. Had can I? He's just unhappy, you know, not content, unhappy. Um, you know, his job wasn't turning out. He thought it was going to be turning out. You know, he thought God was in it, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, you know, I'm just, I'm just not happy. And the other guy, things are great. You know, right. things are going well. He's doing well, but he just can't, couldn't find joy, couldn't find happiness. He's like, I don't understand. When things are fine, you think I'd be happy about my life, and and then I had another friend of mine who got a text from a guy with the exact same thing. You know, his, you know, he's doing well, his family's doing well, but he just doesn't seem to be happy in life. And, um, and so right away that just draw me to the word contentment, the mm-hmm. reality of how can you be content in all things? You know, right. because, uh, it seems like in today's society, discontentment is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone hates the government. <laughs> Everybody dislikes up wages, or wages going down and taxes going up and, and, you know, all these kind of things. And it seems like there's just no place to find true contentment. And so that's what that's what I thought we'd talk about a little bit today. You know, I thought we'd talk about because in Scripture, it literally says that in uh, in Matthew 6.25, Jesus is talking. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And it's like, okay, Jesus. Okay, I can't worry. Right. Right. I I mean, how is that possible? Oh, right. Exactly. How is that possible? And usually as men, what I've seen, with these and these guys that I've talked to, when this is happening in a certain area of our lives, we feel the need to work hard. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, I got to work hard at it or I'm going to change the job. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's where I'm going to find joy. This is a job that sucks. It's my boss. That's no good. Right. It's my wife. That's no good. So X me on her, you know, 
we change it. We, we figure if we get something new, that's going to bring contentment. That's going to bring joy. And that's the thing that we have to realize that true contentment is not out here. Right. It's not what you can make. It's not changing your circumstances. It comes from something else. Mm-hmm. And so we actually believe that more is better. And, and I put down, and in the more, we should one day be happy. Right. So you're going to work your way right. into like getting happiness. Like you're going to acquire. Right. The ability to be happy, yeah. which is, I mean, it, how's that working, right? I mean, right. It's, it's always what I want to tell people. It's right. always what I want to say. And it's, I think that when I hear you say that, there's two, there's there's kind of two crowds that jump out at me, right? There's obviously, there's 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 unbelie- non-believers, right? So people that don't believe in, funny enough, like I was just telling you before, we have people that watch this who are maybe not believers, right. which, and they, t- they tell me like, hey, we get a lot out of this, which is Really cool to me. I mean, it's it's neat that that can happen. So you've got people that are non-believers, and and I and I have a lot of conversations with people like that. Obviously, you know, I, I like to associate with everybody. I mean, right. if I say, if all I'm talking with are people, you know, that believe the same thing as me, then boring. Yeah, what am I getting? I mean, how am I getting better? Right? How right. am I how am I improving and, and and learning new things? Right. So and plus, I just like I like those people. Right. And so <laughs> right. you know, I want to talk to. Them. So, but but those people, I feel like. When you talk about a non-believer, contentment's hard oh, yeah. because they really have no source for it other right. than themselves. Right. So it's the, it's all on them. Yeah. So they they have no choice but to try to work their way into happiness exactly. or continue to cycle through jobs, wives, houses, right. dogs, whatever, right? Yeah. Until they find something that they can say, okay, this makes me happy or they just give up right. because they have no source of that contentment right. at all other right. than themselves so it's right. all on them right. and that's tough so they have to try to fabricate it themselves yeah. right they're manufacturing so you have that but you see this a lot in believers too oh, 100%. i mean a, a lot right where they're going through small groups or going to different churches how many people over the years have we seen who have yeah. bounced from church to church because the pastor upset them with something that he said right and he's a person yeah. if he never upset you wouldn't that be kind of weird <laughs> he's not jesus that's for sure right and even jesus says things where i'm like come on really not i'm not supposed to worry about clothes and food so we're supposed to run around hungry and naked right how does that work right, right? i mean right. obviously i have to worry about it a little bit right. oh, or yeah. i will die naked and that would be really weird <laughs> right yeah i mean that, you know in fact i think in christianity sometimes it could be even more difficult because there's an expectation that our faith is going to get jesus to do something for us there's this expectation if i pray hard enough or if i pray long enough you know jesus will change the situation for me he'll open up a door so there's an expectation that we put on christ mm-hmm. as though he's this guy that i if i do the right things he'll do the right things for me for everything right. that i want and so that's even worse discontentment because not only not only are you discontent and and you know nothing's working, but now you start to be discontented with God, right? And with Jesus, mm-hmm. and that's a tough place to be, you know. Yeah, the fact that he's not performing, right? Right. So yeah. there and there's a lot of people that live in that. I feel like they live in that spot where that you know they're hey I again I I believe in you know my son is at that place right now. Funny enough. You know, we had this great conversation this last Sunday about dinosaurs in the Bible. He was like, you know, the big problem I have. And I'm like, what's the big problem you have? Right. Like there, here it is. Like suddenly we're at, he's like, 
know, people don't want to talk about dinosaurs. Like I asked somebody about it and nobody's ever able to answer that. And I'm like, well, I can answer that. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I, like, let's look at, you know, when I pulled up the passage in Job that talks about, yeah. you know, and I'm like, what do you think that's describing? It sounds to me like a dinosaur. If you ask me, well, come nobody ever talks about that. I'm like, I don't know who you're asking. Like, who's this nobody, right? But he he was at this place where you know he believed and he yeah. believes in God, obviously, yeah. but he doesn't know that he believes in the power of God because he's not seeing it or right. he's not experiencing it in his own life in the way that he's expecting to experience. Expecting it. to experience, that's right. And you know, and funny enough, the Bible says things like just look around. Right. The fact that you're breathing I was just gonna say that yeah. is a sign is a sign that, that God exists, right? I was sitting on it. Well, I shouldn't say sitting on the toilet, but I was sitting on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, at you work, were. And I looked down and I looked down on the floor because there's really nothing else to do on the toilet. And there was the littlest ant I think I've ever seen in my life. Te- I mean, super teeny, like super small. And I was going to step on it, but then instead I was like, there's a little heart beating in oh. this thing. There is a whole mechanism like is in my body that's keeping that little freaking thing alive. And it was so small. So just the intricate detail of life Mm -hmm. that God, you know, goes to great ways to show like, oh, my gosh, you created that little teeny ant and that thing is living. It's thinking about what it's doing. It's searching for food or whatever it's doing. And just like say, those are the kind of thoughts that I think bring true contentment. I actually wrote this down. Um, from a book I was reading is the only place we can really find true fulfillment and contentment is in Christ. True contentment isn't something that we find in things, people, or circumstances. It can only be discovered in our convictions. We must allow our convictions, not our circumstances, to govern our contentment. But now, now when you think convictions, this isn't talking about my convictions of sin. Right. Right. That's not what it's talking about. In fact, it says true biblical contentment is a conviction that Christ's power, purpose, and provision is sufficient for every circumstance. Mm-hmm. If we could believe that, we need to learn how to walk through all kinds of adversity, believing in exper- and experiencing, experiencing Christ's sufficiency. We have to choose to rest on God's good promises despite what we may be going, what may be going on in our lives. The reality is that, okay, Jesus, you're enough. Right. I, I really in this life don't need more. I I really in this life don't need a big house. I don't I don't need to make a lot of money. I don't why? Because his Christ's power in my life, the very fact, like you said, that I'm breathing. Mm-hmm. The very fact of the miracles I've seen him do and the miracles he hasn't done yet. Right? Mm-hmm. But the reality of I believe the Bible and what it says, so in, in circumstances, and this is why it's so interesting because every new circumstance Brings a new opportunity, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. It just, it just does. Mm-hmm. Instead of changing our circumstances, thinking we're going to make it better and find contentment, right? We should press on in that circumstance and realize that Christ is our true contentment. Mm-hmm. You know, but sometimes we try to change things up to thinking that we're going to do it. No, you got to learn to be content. And that's why Paul says in Philippians 4.10, How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have now you gotta remember he's writing this from prison in Rome, mm-hmm. right? So this isn't like he this isn't his high and lofty time, but he's writing this from prison. It says, I'm concerned about or concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me. He's talking Philippians. 
but you couldn't, uh, you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. Mm-hmm. I know how to live on almost nothing or with anything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. And this is why he can do that, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I can, I can bear all these things because I know I get the strength of Christ. Even so, you have done well in, in, you had done well to share with me in the presence, in the present difficulty. So once again, it would be easy for Paul to say that if he wasn't in prison and things were going well and whatever, but he wrote that from prison. That's mm-hmm. just going to show you that even in prison, he was content. Right. I think it would be hard to say that even if you weren't, frankly. I think that it's not, it's not easy to have that kind of attitude no matter where you're at. Um, there's a lot of things in that, right? And that, uh, like you sent me that, that verse and I, and it, it immediately, like I started to unpack and you know, my brain works. And I thought, holy crap, there's a lot here actually. <laughs> and, um, you know, one of the things that you brought up was that, you know, I think we can start there because that's the verse, right? Is that I have learned part of that, yeah. you know, it's not, he's not saying like, Hey, you just have to feel like so many times. Let me back up a step yeah. there. So many times what we hear from that is that you should just have, you should just do this. You should just be this, right? Just, just be content. Yeah, right. Just don't have, don't, why are you so anxious about stuff? Don't worry. The Bible says not to worry. Stop worrying. Yeah, right. And you're just going to go, oh, okay, got it. Check that off my box, right? I'm just going to, I'll just stop doing that because I'm not supposed to. Like it's that easy. Right. And, and this doesn't say, Paul doesn't say, you know, just stop it, guys. Right. Be content. No, he says, I have learned to be content with right. whatever I have, which typically means that you weren't. Right. At one point. Right. Like, exactly. Because how do you learn to do something if you just are doing it? Right. right. So Paul had to learn this right. to be content. So, I mean, that bears the question, how do you, I think that right off the bat, my brain goes, so how do you learn that? How do you learn to be content? How do you, I mean, how do you learn to to do that effectively. Well, you got to you got to go through something hmm. to be content. I mean, Paul he says he says like he says when I'm full, when I have a full belly or not. So he must have been starving at one point in time, right? Right. That's that's the whole point of contentment. The rea- like my house, yeah. you know, you know what I've gone through the last oh. month and a half of trying to get this house ready and get it for sale. And dude, I wasn't content at all. Right. I wasn't happy at all. Why? Because I chose to focus on what was going on more than what was the one that gives me strength to pursue what's going on. I, my thoughts were not towards Christ. We're not towards the promises at all. In fact, I was more questioning him, right. you know, okay, God, well, if you said we we're going to sell for this and why did this go like this? And you know what? Well, here we go. Now there's a bunch of problems that was found in the house. And so what have I done just three days ago? This came up to me. Hmm. Why was I unhappy? Because I was putting my thoughts towards the circumstances that I'm in instead of toward Christ who gives me the strength for the circumstances. Right. And so I switched that. I literally switched that. When those thoughts started to come up, I started waiting, wait, man, Jesus, no. Your word, your word says that we have favor with God and man. So with those few people that are buying the house, da 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 Why? That's a promise, mm-hmm. right? And so I began to become more content in the reality. Like, all right, that's right. You see, you're in control. You see that you went out before me and you prepared this path. 
He said that you're well, working on my behalf 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're at work on my behalf. Okay. I can breathe. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's the Christ that's in me. That's who I can be content with to get me through the circumstances that bring discontentment. Right. Right. And so for me, that's how I did it. You know, we tend to think changing things up will bring joy and, and, and contentment when actually it does the opposite when we change things up. Just about the time you change it up is about the time you could find Jesus in it <laughs> and be content during it. Right. 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 So it's a crazy circle. But in order for you to be content in areas like at your job, like just say, for instance, you feel discontentment in your job. Mm-hmm. Well, how much, it, where is your focus when you're there? How much, how right. much are you focusing on Christ while you're there? How much are you focusing on the coworker that pisses you off and did it? You know what I mean? Right. And you find yourself being pulled away into discontentment because you no longer are trusting in one that brings true contentment to you. So sure. I mean, in the, again, in that verse, it says, right. I, I've, I've learned the secret of living in a, in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty. Right. right. So it's, it's not just like, hey, when I had an empty stomach, God filled it. Right. He's saying, like, I've just learned to live in that. Right. When I, so I have an empty stomach, I've learned to just live with an empty stomach right. because that's just where I'm at right now. Right. It's and not, not that God does whatever he asks him to do no. for him. He's just got to learn to live in it. And I'll bet you, I mean, I'll bet you if, if I was, if I were to talk to Paul right now, I'll bet you Paul said, Paul remembered what Christ wrote, which is, you do not live by bread alone, but by every word. Right. And that's hard. I mean, the, the reality of it is, is as a person, as a human being, that's hard because you think. How how do you, you know, how am I supposed to be content in that area? Because we think about it like, well, we have to do something to change our situation. It's up yeah. to me. Right. It becomes up to you again to to do something. Right. Oh, I'm hungry. Well, I have to do something to get myself to that. Whereas Paul was like, I'm fine with this. Now he might still go get some food. Right. Exactly. But he's okay. He's not like, you know, if I don't get some food right now, I'm burning this place to the ground right now. He's, you know what? I'm okay right now. I'm going to go find some food, but I'm good. I'm okay. And at the other side of it, instead of burning it down, he doesn't go into poor me-ism. Right. And well, I'm just content. I'm just never going to eat again. So I'm gonna die hunger and I'm okay because that must be God's plan. No, it's not that either. Right. It's not. It's not being content and having no money. God doesn't want you to be broke. He right. doesn't want you to be poor. I mean, you no, know. the opposite because you can't be generous <laughs> right. without having any money. Right. Why would God tell you to be generous if He didn't want you to have money? Right. What am I gonna be generous with? Right. Exactly. Or if He didn't have any time. Right. If he didn't there's have any effort. There's or, a great. There's a great scripture which says this. Which says in Ephesians 3 it says, To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Hmm. But he wants me to be poverty stricken and broken, right? right? Or tired or always right. on the right. run. Or, I mean, it's sometimes about wealth, it's about anything that you could possibly give to God. You don't, if you don't have any of it, peace, right? I mean, that's something that yeah. if you're not at peace, how do you talk to somebody else and maybe lend some them some peace, right? right. You can't. You can't. Because no. you're, I'm so stressed out. Well, don't, you want to talk to me. And that's why <laughs> conversations build on each other like that. Yeah. You know, if I'm stressed out and you can share with me why you're stressed out, next thing you know, we're telling, talking bad about somebody else and you're going to talk, why? That's how they build. You know, it's just, right. it's, it's crazy. But, and that's why I love the statement that Paul makes where it says, godliness with contentment is great gain. You think contentment means you're not gaining anything you're not you know but it's not true right godliness with great contentment with 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 godliness with contentment in other words godliness in my life 
my focus is on God with contentment. God's still going to do the miracles in our life. He's mm-hmm. still going to move our move our lives to the direction that He wants us to move. And that's what's so cool. So Christ followers should focus their effort on pursuing holiness and conduct, attitude, and thought, mm-hmm. which is so cool. For to me, I love this with Paul, and you talked about it a little bit earlier. For me, he says in Philippians one twenty one. For to me, living means living for Christ. Like, yes, I get to live for Christ. And dying is even better. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? He's fine even with that. Yeah, he's with that. He goes, why? Because well, then I'll be with Christ forever. Right. Right? That's, but That's funny. It's kind of an, I mean, I've taken that attitude to the, my mom is not like, she's going to watch. My mom watches these and she's not going to be happy about this one. But I do it often with my mom. She's like, well, you know, be careful. I'm like, why? What's the worst that can happen? And she's like, well, you could die. And I'm like, that's actually not the worst that could happen. I mean, technically, if I live, that might be the worst that could happen, right? I mean, it's not. And that always freaks us. She's mom, right? So she's got to be freaked out about that. And not to say, like, I'm I'm not, you know, skydiving without a parachute or anything. But we get so, you know, she says it. I'm like, hey, okay, I'm going to go for a walk with the dog. Well, be careful. Was the dog going to maul me? Like, he sleeps next to me. I I think I'm pretty safe. What's going to happen that you're so worried about? Right, right, right. You know, I mean, holy crap, I'm going around the block. I'm not <laughs> traversing the side of a cliff here. Right, right. It's, I live in a safe area. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, but that's, we're so used to that because it's, we're always so worried about that. Oh my gosh. Right. You know, what, what, what if, what if, right. well, who, what if, what if you're going to figure it out? Right. I, I say this to my, my sons all the time. I say it all the time. I'm like, you know what? You know what if is going to happen? You know what's going to happen? We're going to work our way through it. We're going to figure it out. We're going to come out the other side. And then we're going to tell the story and laugh about it later. Yeah. Because what else do you have to do? Right. It's like the only choice right. is to figure out and move through it. Right. But we get so caught up. And I do it all, all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it is all the time. Oh, yeah. This house thing for me is, you know, I've never sold a house. I've lived, right. lived here for 27 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Actually, I did sell my first house. That's it. But I was gonna say the you know, one. yeah, the one down downtown Stillwater. That's right. I did sell that house. I don't even remember what I did with selling that house, but, but I sold it to my relatives. So <laughs> it went easy, <laughs> you know. But still, you know, the fact of that, I've never been necessarily in this type of situation before. So the enemy wants to discourage. He wants to do everything he can to cause discontentment. And when you focus on the circumstances, you're going to be discontent. It's just right. the truth. But if you can focus on Christ, and that's and see so when you say how to do it. That's what you got to do. I mean, you got to change your focus. Um, in fact, I wrote this down. It is impossible to be content when our hearts are set on gaining more. Hmm. We will not remain godly for long if we are if we are not content with what God has given us. A desire for godliness is quickly eroded by a great, a greedy, coveted spirit, which is crazy. But you know, uh, in Galatians, I love this. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body, trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And I love when you, if you're listening to this, read Philippians. Read the whole thing through, because like you and I talked a little bit earlier. Paul's focus on Christ is so evident in that still scriptures, and his focus on others mm-hmm. is so evident. And I think there's something about that that brings contentment. Sure. You yeah. know, I mean... When I, when I can change my focus from the circumstances and the things around me to Christ and Christ alone and then 
how I can serve and better others. Mm-hmm. There's a contentment that goes with that. It just happens. There's a happiness. There's a joy that happens when that, mm-hmm. when that happens. Right. So before we wrap here, there's there's a there's a verse that in this you know this Philippians passage that you kind of shared to me that I I, I don't know I feel like it it gets used in a way that I'm not entirely sure. When I read this this time, it jumped out at me and I was like, boy, I don't know. This has happened to me a lot lately where I I find verses and passages where they're, it historically I have heard it used in context that's not effectively. And so as I read through this with my thought on this passage, I got to verse 13 and I thought, Boy, when you read it from 10 to 14, it's a whole different meaning for that verse in 13 than oh, yeah. when you read just verse 13. Oh, yeah. And so, so anyways, and it, so it's the, the verse 13, Philippians 10 or 4.13 says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Yeah. And I've heard that verse used so many times to literally mean I can do everything, period. Like, the old saying, you know, people will all the time they'll say, Dreams. "Cut that one out." Sorry. <laughs> people will uh, people say all the time to uh, to kids, you know, like well, you can be anything you want to be, yeah. and I always say, except for a jockey, right. and they're always like, "What?" And I'm like, "Well, he's six old. foot ten. Yeah, he's six feet tall, one hundred sixty pounds. You know what he can't be? A jockey. Right. You know." You know what else? He can't be a center in the NBA. So I guess you can't really be anything, right? I mean, that that is, is one of those things. So when I read that verse, like I said, I, I've often heard it like, I can do ev- I can do everything through Christ. And so the, the message Bible, the way Eugene Peterson puts that verse, I think is interesting because he completely does not. So that that's the, that's the verse in the NIV. It says, I can do all things. I can do all this through him who gives me strength, right? Right. Which is different, I think, even than I can do all things, um, which is kind of the way I've heard it before. But the way Eugene Peterson put it is interesting. I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. Yeah, so like, what an interesting twist to that, right? Yeah. It's it's not I can do anything with Jesus. Jesus. With Jesus, I can do anything, right? No, I can make it through anything yeah. in the one That's who so makes good. me who I am. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not, it might not be fun. You might not enjoy it. You might not come out the other side and go, I killed that. No, I can make it through it as long as I'm in the one who makes me who I am. It's just to to, to put that thought in in all of this, right? Where Paul is saying, hey, you know, we have to learn to be content. You have to to work through being hungry and you have to work through being full because frankly, there's downfalls to that too oh, there's downfalls yeah when you you know often when you're sitting on top of the hill is when you've got the the furthest is when you get hurt the most when you fall right i mean <laughs> if you're at the bottom of the hill when you fall right you start over again. Right. if you're at the top of the hill when you fall it hurts oh, yeah. you know and so you have to learn how to be content in both, both right. right but to then say okay like i can make it through anything as yeah. long as i'm in him that's that verse that you know, it, it, it reminds me of the it reminds me of the verse in, in Proverbs. Um I didn't have this one written down actually, but I'm gonna pull it up real quick. It reminds me of the verse in, in Proverbs that says, um, 
you know, in three, five through six, trust in the Lord. I just did this one on Monday. I just, this is a verse that we, we talked about on Monday, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on, on your own understanding. Right. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. You know, I mean, again, just if, if in all things you're looking for him, then he's going to show you which path. Again, it doesn't say it's going to be easy. No. It doesn't say he will clear the path and you'll sprint down it and win the race. No. Nope. It just says, hey, you can make it through it yeah. if you're in him. Yeah. You know, that, that to me was, was an interesting part of that verse. Yeah. Um, you know, in reading that that message translation, which was cool. Yeah, what I got, I know we're coming to a close here, but what I got from this book is when he's talking about Paul's writing, he's writing a, uh, the writer gives a specific reason for our contentment. The principle, this, this is what's like I say, it can actually be this easy. I listened to John Eldridge, uh, uh his daily, you know, devotion thing, and he was talking something about this, but the principle that God never leaves his people, so he never leaves me, mm-hmm. and God is our helper. Now, if you can just have faith in that, never leaves me, he is my helper. And can that thought be enough for us to be content? Right. Right? Just just that. Right. The fact that start there. He's right. in me. He's here right now with me in the process of selling my home, moving to Oklahoma, and he's going to help me through it. Mm-hmm. Right. Can that be enough? And so I wrote down for my own self, instead of the thought of Jesus never doing enough, can Jesus be enough based on what he's already done for us? Right. Right. And I'm like, yeah, he can. Because if all he ever did was forgive you of the sin, the the penalty for the sin that you rightfully deserve to have, right? I mean, it's, again, we've talked about this multiple times. It's our sin. I did it. So... I deserve the penalty for it. Right. And so if all he's ever done, right, which again, I say that in jest, is forgive you of that and then allow you to be with him eternally. Right. It's pretty dang good. <laughs> I mean, oh just that you go, all right. I mean, yeah, that's pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah. If I yeah. have to deal with some stuff here and, Hey, you know what? Not making light of stuff people deal with. There are some tough things that people deal oh, yeah. with. There are so. hard things. Not to say like life is going to be easy because it's not. Right. We're still going to. The Bible says you're going to go through hardships. Right. Literally trouble. says this world, in this world, you will find, you will have trouble. Right. You will deal with hard things. Right. It tells you that. Right. And yet we go through hard things and we're like, God, why? And he's like, well, because I told you you were going to. Yeah. <laughs> and it's usually, well, the decision that you made that yeah. you didn't listen to me on caused you to get in that spot. You know, right. so, so it isn't him that's orchestrating it. It's no. actually our bad decision making. And he still gets us out of it. Right. <laughs> and so if just that, if just we can that. just hang on to that right there, we're already, I mean, it's already a pretty dang good gift, a yeah. pretty nice you know, a thing to, to be able to hang hang on to and go, all right, you know, I have this and this is going to be enough. And in the end, you know, obviously, as, as we continue to walk, you know, with God and as you continue to be okay with that, God, ta- that's faith. Right. And, you know, and, and, and that's where God takes that and then he uses that because now he has, now he has your faith. And he can now continue to work right. and move in your life. And it, and it, why don't I make something clear? It's not, it's not about being content with having nothing. 
No. You know, like we said earlier, it's not about, you know, I'm just content and I'm just going to live in a grass hut, you know, and, and do nothing and be content. You know, it's not about that, but about being content with having Jesus because he's our everything. In other words, everything else in life could, you know, Paul or Paul even says it. He says, everything I've learned, I consider it rubbish. Mm-hmm. I consider it trash just for gaining the knowledge of Christ. Right. And that's what we're saying. The reality is Jesus has already done so much for us. Mm-hmm. Why even have the expectation he's going to do more? You know, right. uh, because the rest he's is already forgiven my sin. He's already sacrificed his own life on the cross. He's already went through a terrible beating. He rose from the dead. I mean, I just say those things and I get chills up my spine. The reality is, okay, yeah, I can be content with the selling of my house. Right. So, yeah. cool, man. Good? All right, we're good? Good. All right.